I'm all thumbs this morning. All right, so how many of us have ever gone on Facebook? Let's see what we have in common here. Huh? Who hasn't gone on Facebook? That's a better question. Oh, it's a few people. Okay, so a few days ago, I was, uh, I was having breakfast. I was reading the Akron Beacon Journal, and I stumbled upon an article on Facebook. And it was quoting Mark Zuckerberg, uh, the CEO of Facebook. And he was talking about the future of the company, where he wishes Facebook to go. And in certain words, he basically said that we need to find more meaning in Facebook. On one hand, it made me chuckle, thinking, so we need to be more connected to Facebook? You know, we need to be more addicted to Facebook, more involved than we already are? It's hard to imagine. And I understand what he was trying to say is that the goal was to bring people together in communication, you know, around the world. But is this the real world we're talking about on Facebook, on social media? Or is this a a virtual world within the world that we're talking about that we're being called to redevote ourselves to? And on the other hand, I do agree that we need to find more meaning in Facebook. What it really means to exist on Facebook. What Facebook friends mean for one another. What should be the point of Facebook? And I fully appreciate it. I just want to say that for what it is, how it brings us together. But something so powerful uh, deserves big questions about the reality that's, that's connecting so many people today. And something so powerful uh, should be constantly re-perceived, you know, in the light of faith. Hearing the words of the prophet Jeremiah, or I like to call him Jerry, because I feel that he understands, uh, the prophets and saints understand what we go through. They relate to us. I think he would understand the deeper meaning behind social media today if he was here. You know, in the public forum, there's, there's great potential, you know, for social grace. But there's also an even greater potential, I think, for social sin. In the reading, he dialogues with the Lord, and he says, he says, I hear, let's see, he says, I hear the whisperings of many, and he says that those who were my friends are waiting for me to say the wrong thing, to take the wrong step so they can jump on me. And when people gather around in social media and the social forum, there is a tendency sometimes to gather around a victim, you know, to point a finger at one person or another group to bring camaraderie around that person or to make entertainment. And usually the person that's, that re- refuses to scapegoat someone, scapegoating is where you, where you, cho- you point the finger at one person to make a group feel better. So the person that refuses a scapegoat often becomes the victim or the scapegoat for not joining in the public opinion. And Jesus is the scapegoat for all scapegoats because he sheds God's light and God's love on the victim 
from their perspective, not the perspective of the world around them. And another uh, tendency that can be harmful that uh, social media sometimes uh, fosters or encourages is that desperate need for being affirmed by others, by what we say. You know, we all look back, of course, we all look back and we post something on Facebook to see who saw it and see who liked what we posted. And it's good. It's good to know who hears what we have to say. But if no one hears what we have to say or likes what was said, does that mean that our voice doesn't matter? You know, are we less important than the people that get all the attention? Does our publicly perceived self sum up our true self, our full self? No, of course not. Because the one who is our truest, closest friend knows who we are before we say anything. And he knows what we really want to say. And he loves us unconditionally, no matter what we say. Jesus. Because he lives in us, and because he goes everywhere with us. All right, so the great flip side to uh, society and social media, on a positive note, as I like to call it, social grace. It's kind of the gift of evangelization. It's a big word, I know, I know. But evangelization, if you boil it down, basically means spreading good news. And you spread the news in our age. And you engage the culture that we live in. And you speak the language of the day. And we simply go out in the world and be love in our own personal, unique way. So this kind of grace that the social media can bring, that a life can bring, it brings people together never separates, never isolates, or divides us. And it uses technology, but not because of technology. I mean, just for those who go on the computer often, just look at the people here at St. Sebastian's. You know, look at what our parish does online. Look at what our pastor does on Facebook. So many great things he posts. The very day that I found out I was coming to St. Sebastian's, that same evening, I had so many words of welcome from people I hadn't met yet. And even that same evening, one of the cooks uh, messaged me. She said, Anthony, what kind of food do you like? Tell me fast. Get back to me. <laughs> and yes, it's one of my deep loves is food. And Jesus would agree that what's better than sharing a meal together? It's not important, but it's true. So spreading the good news... It's always personal. We have to remember that. It's personal. Because all of us, the people we know or don't know, we're all persons with families. And we're all persons with our own role in the world and our own gifts. And we're people who have ups and downs, you know, in our everyday life. And we all want to share something about ourselves. We want to share ourselves. So as Christians... Our witness in the world is very, very personal. Because Jesus is our best friend. He's the one who shows what true friendship is. 
and often our truest best friends are the ones that know him and share in that relationship. And we share this personal relationship in any kind of way about the one that gives us freedom from ourselves, you know, freedom from our sins, and the one that gives us help through any kind of suffering that we've gone through, and the one that does good and great and amazing things through us, sometimes despite us. And this friend that's brought so much love into our life, into our family, that is nothing else but gift from God. So in all these secret and personal ways that Jesus has touched our lives, he tells us today, what do you have heard from me in secret? Proclaim on the housetops. He says, proclaim it on the housetops. Proclaim it in any way. Proclaim this good news at the dinner table. Proclaim this good news to the waitress at Akron Family Restaurant. Be this good news for the clerk at Acme down the street. Be this good news at work. Be this good news at school. Proclaim it in your smile. Proclaim it in the way you meet people, in what you share, in the way that you pass on any love that you've received, and the way you encounter people so often that have different opinions than us or different places in life than us. And most importantly, the hope that we Christians have for humanity. Because we hope in Christ. So the world we live in is an extension of the kingdom of God. And this powerful world of social media is an extension of the life that we share in the life of God. That's our profile. And our greatest connectedness with one another is in our face-to-face time, as we await our face-to-face time with the Lord. So let's give thanks today that the grace of God and the gift of one man, Jesus Christ, overflows for so many.